All right. Good morning. And here's your medical minute. All right. So we'll we'll change the demographic information slightly to protect the innocent. Uh, on a recent visit to a, an unknown hospital, uh, we had, oh, let's say, a 62-year-old male who came in with back pain. But noticed in triage that the patient was hypotensive, had a number of medical problems, uh, including a recent uh, skin infection and had abscess drainage and let's say diabetes and um also in the 1970s back when it was fashionable had had both adrenal glands removed um so this patient had an interesting ed course including gi bleed but remained hypotensive throughout their ed course so it caused us to ponder what does it mean in the setting of critical illness to have no adrenal glands? So we'll talk a little bit about the adrenal glands. I have a picture here. Note, these are not life-size kidneys. These, my <laughs> kidneys are not that large. But the adrenal glands are two funky little glands that sit on top of your kin kidneys. They're tiny. They're probably only, I don't know, size of a walnut or a little bit bigger than that. And uh, you don't think about them most of the time until they're gone and you get really sick. So the adrenal glands have important functions. Mostly they make a lot of hormones. When you're a medical student, you learn that there are multiple layers to the adrenal glands. There's an adrenal cortex and adrenal medulla. And there are three layers to the adrenal cortex that all make different hormones. And you think, how in the world am I going to remember what they make? Well, there's this little kind of mnemonic, this trick that the hormones get more desirable the deeper you go in the layers. So the outer layer makes salt hormones, the inner layer makes uh, sugar hormones, and the innermost layer makes sex hormones. So that's your hierarchy of desirability. So the outer layer is the zona glomerulosa, and it makes aldosterone, so it helps in your sodium, potassium, and blood pressure management. The middle layer is the fasciculata. It makes cortisol. That helps with your sugar and blood pressure management. And then the zona reticularis makes progesterones, androgens, and estrogen precursors. And then the very innermost layer, the adrenal medulla, makes epinephrine and norepinephrine. So think about that in the context of being critically ill. Your body is crashing, and all of a sudden you don't have the ability to make any cortisol, any epinephrine, or norepinephrine. So that's why it's really important in a patient like this to remember, in addition to all of our fluids and vasopressors, and this patient ended up getting blood, um, that we have to replace their missing cortisol. Um, so what do we give for that? Anybody remember? Not solumedrol. We usually give 100 of solucortef um, to replace there are other conditions in which your adrenal glands don't work. If you've been on steroids for a long time, for instance, our old granny COPD patient that takes prednisone every day, her adrenal glands will not work because they've been chronically suppressed by her taking daily prednisone. So either patients that have infarcted their adrenals, have had their adrenals out, or have been on um, chronic steroids, we always need to give them solucortef when they're critically ill, even if they're not hypotensive because they're going to become hypotensive and it'll be a refractory hypotension that you really have a tough time treating. So that's it.